Greetings fellows, this is Ronaldo Fox from Galactic Security, an alliance from Ashes of Coribon, and you're listening to the Escape Podcast. This show was recorded in front of a live Twitch audience. And before we start, do you know how many Germans it takes to change a light bulb? Guess what? Only one. We are very efficient and this is not a joke. Take it away boys. One is a Grand Arena Specialist from the UK. The other is a Territory Battle Tactician from the US. Together, there are no signs of intelligent life on board. With both having played this game since launch, the one thing we are sure of is that you will be entertained. The Escape Pod Cast, a service of the Escape Pod Castaways. A weekly podcast about the mobile game Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Live from the network studios of Yavin 4, here are your hosts, Neil Andrew Eyre and Paul Anthony. Coming up on this week's edition of the Escape Pod cast. The date for the Executor has been announced. And also the style of the event as well. Some are not too happy about it. But there are others like myself who welcome it with open arms. Another thing people are up in arms about, Google Play's removal energy. Finally, there's some justice for Apple-only players, Neil. Well, sort of. More changes are coming to some of our beloved characters. I think it will also retroactively harm some of the previous raid teams. Is this a blow to the early game? There has to be more to come, and it's just getting a bit worrisome. In this week's incoming transmission, we sit down with one of our favorite people to raid after the show. After a few solid months of sending you all to him when we finish each week here on Twitch, we're going to have Swampgrass420 right here on our show. We will get to know him a little better and introduce you to him if you haven't been able to catch one of his streams. And of course, you know, the Hellion, the Noob, and Patreon's choice on the bridge. All this and breaking news as and if it happens. Right here on the Escape Pod cast. The Escape Pod cast news. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Escape Pod Cast. I'm your host, the Nev, and as always, I'm joined by my hetero life partner, Paul. Paul, uh, how are you today? I'm oh, doing. I'm excited for not this coming week, but the following week, Neil, because the Executor is only ten days away. Yeah, Superstar Destroyer is close. Um, I won't be getting it first straight away like a lot of other people will be but uh yeah we'll 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 see we'll just have to wait and see we, we'll we'll be discussing the uh because i know nothing about the event i i literally only a couple of hours ago found out that it was being released in the next couple of weeks i don't know how it's being released or what the event is or anything whatsoever so uh, uh yeah it'd be interesting to hear all of that yeah it's it's going to be an exciting time um in the game in my opinion a lot of people complain about ships but ships are a part of it it's kind of like you know in my opinion and i've said that so many times recently it would be as if i went into a call of duty game and i said well i like this call of duty game and all but i you know i just don't like grenades you know, 
Grenades are just as lethal and important to use in a Call of Duty game as the guns. You know. But see, I would, I would, I would use, I would use a different analogy because you would use grenades and all. It, it, it's a different, it's a different game mode. So uh, I would, I would analogize it as yes, it's the same game, but uh, it would be like making having a, a PvP um, and then a battle royale, but there's there's not as much availability of choice and there's not as many options. So, you know, you go PvP, you've got more scenes, more backgrounds, more uh, tactics, more strategy, more weapons, more buffs, more this, more that. And then you go into a, a, uh, a Royal Rumble or a Battle Royale type scenario of the exact same game, but less weapons available, less, less things that you can do with it, you know, and, and everything has to be done manually can't just do loadouts and stuff like that. So I, I would analogize it a slightly different way. Uh, it could be good. It could be great. It could be awesome. It just isn't at the moment. Um, so, and a new um, capital ship, uh, in, all, in, in, in all honesty, a new capital ship, one new capital ship is not going to fix all of the woes regarding ships. Regarding ships, no. But it is going to change the game, in my opinion, when it comes to, you know, GAC. I'm going to finally, you know, it, if I have this ship, I, Neil, it could be my win button, right? I could no, finally no, have that it, win. Well, it's, it, it, I, 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 hey, I'm, I'm, I like ships. I enjoy ships. So, your, your ships hold all the time in your lower divisions. Yeah, we need to start somewhere. We need more ships. We need more capital ships. We need more regular ships, more tanks. We do need more ships. So, uh, you know, you have to start from somewhere. It's just the position they're starting from is a Galactic Legend fleet. And, and you know, and that's their, their starting point is here is here is a capital ship that is going to be more OP than all other capital ships combined. So I get and I understand and I'm looking forward to the ship coming to the game. I just think, especially where Grand Arena Championships is um, concerned, it, it's going to screw people over. Um, I, I would, I would uh, think of it a little bit, not entirely dissimilar, not very, not very similar, but not entirely dissimilar to when the Revan Malik met up was in the game way, way, way back before GLs were even in the game. If your opponent had a Malik and a Darth Revan and you didn't, you were going to lose unless you had a boatload of other teams that you could stonewall one of the front territories with. You were not going to win. I didn't win. You know, I th those were, you know, my looking back at my record, those earlier ones, those earlier Grand Arena Championship week, those were my two and ones. You know, I had a lot of two and ones and it was because I was facing a Darth Revan with a Malik and I had nothing to get past it. Um, with a one shot anyway, you know. Um, and I think that's what's going to happen with the, uh, that's what I think is going to happen with a Superstar Destroyer in certain divisions. Uh, I think if two people have it, in, uh, I think if two people have it in the higher divisions, it's not going to go on defense. Um, because both opponents will still want to clear each other. I think that what will happen is 
both opponents will simply opt for putting both get two fleets on defense and keeping the superstar destroyer to, uh, you know, mollywop one of the opponents. But if, and this is where the problem, this is where the problem lies, because we don't have a lot of ships. If you go up against someone that has a superstar destroyer and you don't, uh, you are going to need to save both your get two fleets in the hope that you can double tap this superstar destroyer, which means you can't fu your fleet node because to fu your fleet node would be to put your get two down. If you put them on defense, knowing if you put them on defense, you're more than likely not going to have enough offensive. Um, capabilities to get through the superstar destroyer um and even really, if you really do, quick neil yeah. well, well uh, um i do have to acknowledge that uh dicky dark side dr feelgood and slug mug uh the three of them combined have started a hype train oh chew f and chew yes uh <laughs> i want to just quickly thank them um we will thank everybody who has contributed to the hype train um uh, as we as we go along so thank you so very much um at the end of it we will thank everybody who made it happen all right so so you're saying i can't you, you well, know what i'm, I'm, what I'm, I'm saying i'm gonna put down in, in my theory in in my brain right now i'm gonna put down my superstar destroyer and then i'm also gonna put down I'm thinking my negotiator because my malevolence is great. My finalizer can take out lower end up, uh, lower. Oh, what's it called? Lower negotiators, um, or malevolence. I can easily take those with finalizer. Um, and then I've got my rebel team, which is good as a backup. That's and, and that's great. What's in front of fleets? Oh, wait a minute. It's a ground force node. So your opponent looks at your roster, sees you've got a superstar destroyer. They don't have one. What do you think gets put in the territory in front of ships? Well, that means I can All put... All the GLs. I can you're put... not going to get past. I can put crap down on the floor. You know, on the, on the ground forces. And no, if you have hit, all my strong stuff to be able to take all that stuff out, didn't remember hit, I hit, hit, hit and, yeah. and this this happened since uh, our last show. I got Kyber for the first time. I I I I, I tasted blood in the water. Now I want yeah. it again. <laughs> See, and and there's your prop. That, that that there's where you're gonna lose. You're going to put trash down as ground, okay? And they're going to put their strongest teams so if you don't get past it with your strongest their weakest is just gonna tear through your three ground territories they won't even bother with your fleet they'll get three territories you won't get past the front door and you won't even get to their fleet node just because you've got a superstar destroyer you are still going to have to go strong on defense even if they put an fu in front of you and and that that's what I'm talking about. For for so if, if let's here's the thing. Let's say it's no. Let's say one or no GLs are involved, and someone's got a superstar destroyer. It's a, it's much harder to put an FU defense down when you have no GLs. So sure, they put their CLS down and their Darth Revan down, um, and their gas down. Let's say they put those three teams down in front of the fleet node. Um, 
you, sure, you can you can then afford to put complete and utter trash on your ground troops because you know it's easy to one shot those teams without requiring a GL. Okay, no, hence you know note what I'm note what I'm talking about here without needing a GL. Very soon, in order to be a GL, you're going to need a GL. So if your opponent has three GLs or two GLs. Those GLs are going to go on the node in front of the fleet because they see you have a superstar destroyer and they know you put it on defense. Okay, it's go. I'm I'm just saying that you know for for the have-nots, the option for a big-ass Frank Underwood on that front door is going to be extremely tempting for your opponent. They they might they might just completely leave the bottom two territories open. They might put everything that they've got, the strongest three teams that they've got on that node in front of fleet, and just keep their fingers crossed that that holds. Because if that holds, it doesn't matter what fleets you've saved to take out their weak source. It it really doesn't matter because you that they they will load up that door nut, they will load it up in front of door number one, and they will put absolute trash on the back. And go, they'll just march through the trash that you've put in front of your fleet node, and they'll keep their fingers crossed and pray to RNG Jesus that they can double or triple tap your superstar destroyer. Um, you know, I, 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 the one thing that I see working more than anything, um, uh, the one thing that I see that could potentially work. Now we we have seen the uh, we have seen the reverse holdo maneuver being used, um, where your opponent is forced to use the holdo movement and that we saw Gom do it recently. We saw him do it last week. And then when you go in for the double tap, they have no capital ship. Um, I'm just wondering if the reverse can be done and you can take Holdo's ship in against the Superstar Destroyer, take out the Superstar Destroyer so that you can then double tap the three ships that are, you know, remaining. But whether or not that whether or not that is a strategy that is going to work, I don't know. There is going to be no one-shot strategy against that superstar destroyer. There is either going to be a double. There's going to there's going to be a double tap, or it's going to be nothing at all. So here, here's the thing. I think it's going to be it's going to make Grand Arena champion uh, the the Grand Arena Championship more exciting because the is, there's going to be lots of new tactics and there's going to be lots of new strategy. But the people that just do FUs, uh, there are going to be more. There are going to be more. FUs because like I said it's going to be very much like the Darth Revan Malik meta where if you don't have it your 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 opponent's just going to be like I can't beat that I can't get past that so I'm just going to put the best of the best of the best of what I got in front of my front door and hope that I I can get two territories more efficiently than you can get in my other two territories and that's the way I see it well um Nabagov fan a good friend of ours uh, he, he actually says you could talk about GAC and the power curve all you want. Yes, it's an issue, but it seems that their plan is to also make you face these GLs as a gate in conquest to stop certain things from being so easy to obtain. I didn't even think of that, but in conquest, you do have modifiers for yourself that you can theory craft all you want. Yeah, correct. And also, you can reuse teams, unlike in GAC. So you, if you know, if you have Slacker that can beat 
Palpatine and Ray, and you know, maybe every once in a while the mirror. If you've got those, you can take out multiple parts of that conquest. So PvP is different from PvE. Crumb's already said this. Crumb has already said that the GLs and the characters that are being um altered, changed, nerfed, however you want to describe it. Um, the characters that that, that that those changes are primarily for PvP, not that it, it's it's not likely to affect PvE. So it's not likely to affect conquest. It's not likely to affect um, uh, like the gas event, for example. It's not likely to affect gas in the gas event. It's not likely to affect um, GLs that you face in in uh, any any other PVE event. Um, so I, I, I mean, it might. We don't know. Uh, but I, I would hazard that you know they're not looking to change the mechanics of the events. Uh, if there's a GL in an event, so we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. So but we I just had we just had the hype train complete. Hellenics um, shared 200 bits total, and Big Country Mags gave out five subscriptions. And then also our interviewee for tonight, Swampgrass420, rated us with a party of four uh, during the live recording of the episode. So thank you to all of you for making that happen. <laughs> So yeah, I'm. I don't get. Hey, so it's not. I don't think that it's going to kill. Um, I don't think for any for one second that it's going to kill GAC. That there'll be a blip for a few months. Um, I, I just think that maybe they're being. I, I think. I just think that maybe uh, CG has been a little bit overzealous with the Superstar Destroyer. Um, uh, getting the Superstar Destroyer, great. Okay, um, but here's the thing. What's gonna, What's it going to be like for the next one? Are we going to need a half a dozen gear nines? What, what's it going to be like for the one after that? Do we need gear tens? You know, you start off slow and you make a progression up. You know, it would have been much, much, much more reasonable. And I, I think it would have been a hell of a lot more rational for them to think to themselves, right, okay, this is the first new capital ship that we're going to be bringing in that's kind of like a GL capital ship. So let's make it so that, you know, the requirements for this one are all relic threes, and then six months they, six months later they bring out another capital ship just like the superstar destroyer, and they're like, okay, we're going to make this one a little bit tougher, but it's going to be a little bit tougher. We're going to make all of the requirements relic four, and you tear it up. What they've done is they've gone straight to the top end for this one ship. Every other new ship that they bring out after this is either going to be weaker than it or stronger than it. And if it's stronger, the requirements are going to be even even steeper than the requirements for this Superstar Destroyer. And I get it. It's a Superstar Destroyer. You know, that it, it should be a boss ship. But the, 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 the level of the requirements for the ship, I just think that they're too high. Um, if this is how... You know, we're going to move forward with uh, capital ships. Okay, I've been sitting on this. I've been sitting on this whole thing in my mind. What did Crumb say about the whole? You should that these Galactic Legends should not be easily count counterable unless it's something that you have to invest as much uh, as much into. So, 
for me then Sith Eternal Emperor should be crap. Kylo and Rey should be absolute crap because you have to invest so much into getting all of these little pieces, Neil, in order to in order to get your chance at Jedi Master Luke. Because you have to get, you have to relic so many other characters that aren't, aren't part of the uh, actual JML requirements. So that to me says you're investing that much into this character. What if they make the executor a requirement for? lord vader and then on top of that not include piet in any of these bounty hunters as part of his other requirements to unlock the ability to do that to do his his event that to me you know even if they put it at five stars like they did for the finalizer and for Haldo's ship whatever Whatever that was, Radis. I can't think of it off the top of my head right Radis. now. Radis, thank you. Thank you. Um, what if they made all of these things so so steep? It now says that Lord Vader has an even bigger investment that you need, and I think that he should not be able to be beaten by Ray, be able to be beaten by Slacker or Sith Eternal Emperor. Or technically, even Jedi Master Kenobi, because his requirements, the only crazy thing is get to, um, is a get to requirement. There's no cam. What is, what is a guild time investment? It's, am I, am I, am I mad? Maybe a little. Am I but crazy? Not in, but not in a bad this? way. The, the, the ship's not going to be a requirement for Lord Vader. What's ha- what? Uh, um, Cam isn't going to be a requirement for Vader. The ship isn't going to be a requirement for Vader. It's going to be standard relic five, sixes, and sevens with the with a you know with a, with the you know with some eights thrown in there you know for good measure um, for Lord Vader. That it's that's it. It's that simple. You know, it's just going to be standard. You know. Standard standard uh, requirements for. Luke I think Vader. it is. I'm not, not going to require a ship. It's not going to require cam. So it's going to be equal. I mean, that that doesn't. That, I mean, I'm there's uh, you know. The that's why I'm saying that the requirements for the Super Star Destroyer um, are just um, too high at, uh, because this is, this is the first in a new era of capital ships. Clearly this is the first in a new era of capital ships. Um, it just is. And if they're going to be doing something like this every six months, giving us a new capital ship and maybe a new spattering of, uh, of regular ships as well. Um, how, how do we move? How do we move forward? Knowing that, uh, you know, these ships are just going to make all other ships irrelevant. It, you know. Negotiator had to be six star. So if they make if they make it to where 
the Super Star Destroyer just has to be six star or five or even five star. That still means that you need to get those characters up there in order to unlock it, which means that it's a bigger piece. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not going to be the superstar. Sure, that I mean, uh, uh, Bo, Bo says uh, Bo, Bo suggesting malevolence. I, I think it will just be one of the other capital ships. You know, maybe it will be the malevolence that is required. The, the mirror ship. You know, mirror. You know, they might just mirror. Um, that's that. That's the most logical way of that thinking about it. I think that they'll probably just kind of mirror the requirements from a light and dark side point of view, with the exception of Cam. Um, obviously, you know, the, 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 the light side mirror to cam, sorry, to, uh, to what would be cam like light side, dark side GOTV, but it's already been confirmed that cam isn't going to be, um, one of the requirements for Lord Vader. So it will just be, you know, another tough or pain in the ass. Well, I mean, we've already, you know, we've already got to do a, uh, we've already got to do a, a Tuscan, you know, one Tuscan. And I, I've said it, I've said it before and I'll say it again. They missed a trick with that one. They should have just created a brand new Tuscan that required people that want Lord Vader to wail on that was a new Tuscan leader that would have given a Tuscan faction five. And then, you know, CG would have made some extra dough. I, I, it's a financial, you know, it's a financially dumb decision to not do that. I think the bean counters seriously missed the trick to make a few extra hundred bucks from the whales by creating a new Tuscan that was required that people would wail on and then all of a sudden they're like wow you know this leader is going to make the tuscans just as badass as gba made the geos so i'm going to invest in that and i'm going to invest in the tuscans money 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 <laughs> i don't understand why they didn't do that but there will Bo be Bodie has be a the point though Bodie says they already had the bad batch so why wail on a new tuscan which he kind of he, he has a point there's multiple bad batch in there so we're going to take a break real quick. Um, we're coming up uh, at the top of the hour uh, when we're recording this. So stay tuned. We will be back after these messages with even more of the talk about everything that came down this week, including breaking news that happened just before we went live on the air. We'll be back after these messages right here on the Escape Pod cast. The Escape Pod cast with Paul Anthony and Neil Andrew Ware. HotBot and Hot Utils is one of the most comprehensive tools for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With integration into the super useful mod tool Grand Ivory, Hot Utils can help you tackle some of the most difficult aspects of the game. Not sure how to mod your roster for a certain game mode? Use one of the many filters that automatically assigns the right mods to the right character in accordance with your guild needs. Now with the digital features that can assist you and your guild officers in territory battles and territory wars, Hot Utils is an amazing value. And don't forget the useful tools for yourself in Grand Arena, like the in-depth and customizable compare feature. Got multiple accounts like Neil, but not the time to remod them all? With this one-stop utility, you can switch between your alts and never miss a mod upgrade or a mod switch before locking into GAC or Territory Wars. Starting at just $5 a month, you don't want to miss out on these great tools. Hot Utils is the new official remodding service for the Escape Pod. Cast. Visit HotUtils.com to learn more. That's H-O-T-U-T-I-L-S.com. And go ahead and spice up your Galaxy of Heroes experience. Potter Ones. 
Be sure to support the shows brought to you on the Escape Podcast Twitch and YouTube channel by becoming a Patreon. For as little as $2 a month, you can support us and get a little extra for yourself. With tiered rewards, including access to Shitty Bill's Arena Tracking Bot, After Show Access, inclusion in the GA Center leaderboards, behind-the-scenes access, and much more. There is something for everyone on our Discord server. Head on over to Patreon, that is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, slash The Escape Pod, and sign up today. Thank you for supporting and listening to The Escape Podcast. Hello friends, this is Thaddeus from Going Nerdy, and I approve this message, and am compensated for signups for this service. The world's largest audiobook library is at your fingertips, and the Escape Pod Castaways wants you to try it for free. Head on over to escapepodcastaways.com and click the Going Nerdy offer button to claim a free audiobook and two Audible Originals. Cancel any time, and it's absolutely free to sign up. Check out Audible and support the Escape Pod Castaways, all for free. See Audible website for details. Restrictions may apply. Welcome to the Patreon leaderboard. I'm Paul Anthony, and as always, I'm joined by my robotic life partner, Newbie from Helly and the Noob. This segment is brought to you by the Patreons of the Escape Podcast. Are you not a streamer but would love to have your GAC adventures featured here on the Escape Podcast, and the weekly show, GA Center. Well, sign up at the Kyber Combat level or higher at patreon.com slash theescapepod. There's no cast in that one. And join in on the fun and see how much better you can do than I, which it's not hard. <laughs> Let's get to it. Big Country Mags goes 2-1. This may very well be his last week on the Patreon leaderboard as he moves to the big boys on GA Center. Banners, 6,118. Not bad. 26 wins, 2 losses, 3 holds. D goes 1-2, 3,581. But with only 6 wins, I don't think he played all of the matches. So we'll just move on. Dark Helmet, 0-3. Speaking of not playing all the matches, his join didn't register. We missed Dark Helmet, unfortunately. And he was near the top getting ready to win. That is, if Dr. Jojo would have dropped a battle, and Dr. Jojo did. Two and one for Dr. Jojo. 7,421 banners, not bad. 33 wins, two losses, one hold. He did file a report. His report was as such. Let me pull it up here. He says that he dropped the ball at the finish line. Well... I don't think he did there, my friend. First time he's ever lost with his C versus Ray. He also dropped a battle with Revan versus GG and lost by 37 banners. He says top of Division 3 was a tough run, but hopefully Division 2 is going to be easier. Maybe we'll face each other, Dr. Jojo. Who knows? Four strong one goes 2-1, 5,785 banners, 24 up, 2 down, 4 holds. Hot Sauce, who? You know him. He's the maker of Hot Utils. He goes 1-2. 7,130 banners. Still was not the most that we had. Dr. Jojo had 74. Wins, 32. Six losses, five holds. Schnarman, 0-3. 2,490 banners, which was an auto set because zero wins, zero losses, zero holds means he didn't play. Me. All right. I went 0-3. Let's get it out of the way. But guess what? 
the most banners this week, 7,931. Why? Because I was chasing Kyber like no other, and for the first time, I oh, I, I got it. Uh, 36 wins, zero losses. That means I full cleared without any losses. I even had a hold. Now, 3-0 and is a triple crown. 3-0 and uh, with a few losses is a triple whammy. If I went 36-0, and but I go 0-3, I'm just going to call it a triple poly from now on. All right, let's look at the final boards. Dr. Jojo does take home the crown this month. Congratulations, Dr. Jojo. BCM goes 9-3. Hot Sauce at 8-4 along with Force Strong. I went 7-5. Dark Helmet certainly would not have been tied with me if uh, his join would register D and Schnarman at 4-8. Guys, we would love to see you. Sign up for next week's uh, Patreon leaderboard ends next week so don't uh, don't delay if you would like to join this this fun little exercise we do every gac week i'm paul anthony be nice to each other damn it coming up after this break more of the show you're watching ga center or escape podcast we want you join the gac chain gang today this is the commander of the 506 Procrastination Battalion and the leader of the GAC Chain Gang. I am sending out a call to action for any Swago content creators on Twitch who would be willing to broadcast their GAC attack rounds alongside some of our best, including Mr. Jigabachi, Dr. Zeppers, Rico1982, and the Bounty Honeys. What is the Chain Gang, you ask? We are an amazing group of content creators who are dedicated on streaming the Grand Arena Championship attack rounds on Twitch. The idea is to provide continuous content back-to-back -back from one streamer to the next and allow the viewers to enjoy more Swago content as well as enjoy the variety of streamers that are currently present in the group. If you are interested in joining the Chain Gang, please reach out to myself on Discord at AndyBeads, hashtag 7465, or you can send us a message on our Twitter page at ChainGAC. Join us today. We have your back. The Escape Pod cast. And welcome back, everybody. We've had a little break, and it's time to talk about some more stuff. There's plenty of stuff to talk about in the game this week, that's for sure. So, um, what do you want to talk about first? Well, first off, the main thing I want to talk about is that as we went live, um, just before we got word from, let's see who it is. Oh, I switched off that screen. I think it was Doja that had mentioned that starting on the 16th, the same day that the Executor comes out, we will be getting um we'll be getting our first ship style uh ship involved galactic challenges. Yay. <laughs> well, at least you'll be able to get past the first uh first three parts. Yeah, I'll be able to get past the first three tiers. Um, I'm just, you know, I, I'm, I'm just. It's like they'll be like, it's yeah. I just think I, the, I think it'll be doable. I, I don't think for one second that it's it's not going to be possible to you know complete tier ten. Uh, I'm not saying, but they're going to create ridiculous feats. You know, it's going to be bam all over again. But that's what it's gonna it's gonna be bam all over again. You know, in order to get tier ten 
and all the feats so that you can get the maximum rewards, you're going to need something that is only obtainable by a very select group of players. And everybody's going to be like, what? What? I don't have BAM yet. I can't do that feat. This sucks. And and they'll be, you know, it'll be, you need the Razor Crest at seven stars in order to get this feat. And everybody be like, well, that's not for me. So my, my concern isn't that it's not going to be doable. Um, not that it isn't going to be fun. Not that it isn't going to be, you know, a theory crafter's wet dream. My fear is that they're going to create feats that stop people getting the maximum rewards uh, for some tiny little requirement that they just can't get, you know, because it's just not physically possible for them to get it yet. You know, I have my seven star banner. If they ever brought back that feat, I'd be able to do it. But when they kept on rolling that damn thing, every other every other challenge, when I could be bothered to do challenge, it's like, oh, well, I... I I see that, and it instantly turned me off. I, if I see, if I saw the bam feet in there, I would not even bother with challenges because it's like, why bother trying? I can't get, I, I can't get maximum rewards. I'm never going to get the maximum rewards because I don't have that character. And that's my fear with feats: is you need X ship X in order to do it, and it's like I don't have it, you know, and it's not something I'm going to be able to get. Um, so yeah. Um, and, and it's not like an event. It's not like, oh, we're going to do this X amount of we in X amount of weeks time. Here's your opportunity and chance to prepare for it. It just gets dropped on you. And if you can't do the feats, screw you guys. I just I just know that I'm excited for it. And, you know, we're, we're finally going to be able to use all of our roster like they mentioned that we would have to be uh, that we would be able to do. And part of our roster, as I said, it's like going into call of duty without grenades. Sure. You can win, but it's not using the entire range of things. Yeah. I think it's going to be interesting. Um, I mean, it's not going to make me love challenges all of a sudden. That's never going to happen. You know, it's never going to happen. Um, but will I participate? Sure. I'll give it, you know, I, I'll do, I will do what I normally do on challenges. I'll, I'll open it up. I'll have a look. And if I don't think I've got a hateney's chance, I won't bother doing it at all. If it, if I think I can do it with a little bit of grit, determination, and a little bit of elbow grease, I'll go in and, you know, I'll try it and have a couple of goes and, tweak things here and there and maybe i'll get you know may, maybe i'll get into it but if i look at it and i don't think for a second that i'm going to be at, i'm not going to waste my time with it mary, mary j says i hope the executor's uh ultimate is the death star oh from what God. he was saying you know i would I would love the, the way that doja's uh introduced the ship saying it will blow you away Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We immediately speculated that it is going to be an insta-wipe. Now, that being said, I do think that the common counter to it is going to be a maxed-out Radis team. You know, we're, we're talking about the Executor again. Yeah. It's 
I don't think that it will be able to get to ultimate before Radis goes off, but you're going to need such speedy ships with a Mac, uh, you know, who knows, Relic 9 might allow you to get those that speed enough on those ships to take out an Executor. We shall see. We shall see. It's it's all it's all wait and see, and that's the that's the thing is we know that it's going to be OP because we keep getting told it's going to be OP, um, and you've got to take into consideration um, the requirements. The requirements are so ridiculously high for this that the reward has to be equally high. It has to be, you know, if they bring this. Sh- and and here's the thing that I I, I think you know if they bring the ship out and Skeletrix comes up with a a standard fleet to beat it. What, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think the fleet is going to be murfed? Or do you think that they're just going to make it even more OP? They're just going to make it even more OP. That's why I'm going for it. I am stating right now, I am going hard for for Piet's ship. I just I just fear that all, all you know, here's the thing. It's not, um, I mean, there are, right there. Fleet Arena at the moment is relatively stale because it's all negotiators and malevolences. Uh, and just outside the top 20, you might see a couple of finalizers. You might see, uh, you know, a couple of uh, Relic Mill fleets. But in the top 10, where, where all of the Relic 8 malevolences and all the Relic 8 um, <laughs> GKs are, that's, you know, that that's why you see that. As soon as this ship drops it's just going to be everybody that's got it it, and that's it you know and like i said i I don't i don't doubt for a second that these this the superstar destroyer is going to be double tappable in gac but in squad arena there is no double tap you know there is no cleanup (laughs) if you do not hit it first time you're screwed um and unlike the uh the modifiers that I'd be very, very interested to see in uh, Galactic Challenges because I think that they're going to... I'm really, really curious how they're going to make the modifiers work on the ships. That's going to be very, very interesting. Um, unlike that, it's it's going to be, you know, how how does it... Um, how does it... How is it going to work? Um, because different capital ships do different things. I mean, could you just go in with the Radus and get to the ultimate and then kill yeah i i just you know i don't know how 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 it's going to work but i do know how it's going to work in squad and in squad arena it's going to be if you've got a superstar destroyer you win you go to the top and if it gets beat by a get to fleet cg are going to be like we cannot have it getting beaten by these get to fleets make it stronger oh somebody's found another counter Make it strong. And they'll just keep making it stronger until it cannot be beat. And then it's like, right, okay, what's our next Galactic Legend Capital ship going to be six months down the line? And I'm scratching my head as to what the hell they're going to bring in. Because between now and then, we you, it's just like, you know, interchangeable capital ships, but, you know, no smaller ships to go with it. It's like, where I the hell is it going? Right, I could also see a rebel frigate instead of instead of the home one, a rebel frigate being the next 
I mean, there are there are some really really big ships from Star Wars lore that they could use for it. There are, but how much wiggle room does CG have to do that? You know, just how much wiggle room do they have? You know, how much control do they have over the next GL capital ship that's going to come out? Um, either at the end of this year or next year, because shipload of con- shiploads of content, you know, has to mean more than just one extra capital ship. It's got to be more ships. I'm I'm just excited about it. Well, let's let's get into what a lot of people. Um, oh, and by by the way, in in also learning that the that the executor was coming on the 16th we also are now in the midst of a galactic chase for the razor crest minus seven star <laughs> i am happy <laughs> yeah mine's mine six star I, I still need about 60 70 shards to take mine to seven star i'll get there i'm, I'm not in any particular hurry i'll get there i'm not in a particular hurry it's not like i don't use the ship so it's not like i don't use him I don't use him on defense. I don't use him on offense. I don't use him. So I'm not that fast when he hits seven stars. When he hits seven stars, yay. Until then, don't care. I just don't care. So, okay. On top of that, we got, just before going live as well, a kind of a confession I don't know if that may be the right word, but we had a announcement. Let me click on the show prep um, part of the server that we have on the back end here. I want to give the words exactly from the mouth of Doja. Hi, Hollow Table Heroes. Or I'm sorry, Hero Table Hollows. I I, I even messed up my own joke. Contents of both of the packs purchased via Google Play points have undergone some changes. Energy previously available in the packs was replaced with gear, credits, and shipbuilding materials. The impetus for the change was to reduce the disadvantage to players who were unable to purchase the packs due to regional or platform differences. Finally, iOS users get their day of vengeance android users if you're unfamiliar with this neil android no, users. no i know exactly what this is yeah they could for for okay well in i, I was kind of parlaying that into our listeners who don't know what this is <laughs> they would wail on on something or there'd be promotions through where you would get google play points where you get so many points for every dollar you spend and then those packs included gear, which would allow people to just wail out and get gear. Um, and included in that, they would also get energy and hoard these astronomical units of energy. I found that to be kind of a unfair advantage. And, and I think I mentioned this when JMK was about to be released. 
I found that to be an unfair advantage for people that used Android to be able to do it. Hellenix says it was a bullcrap post because most iOS users have blue stacks and it's such um and Hellenix, I'd like to remind you that you yourself don't have a computer. So you saying that it's bullcrap for somebody if if I was in the same pa- uh same you know situation as you but I had an IO- iOS device I wouldn't be able to use my use a computer that I didn't have to to use BlueStacks to get that. So the fact that they don't have the ability to do this if they wanted to sucks. I'm I'm glad that the energy is gone. That is my biggest problem. That you cannot now wail out to get to have all this energy in anticipation of a big release because you just pound, 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 pound the your whaling your whales fargo card because without it you cannot purchase and you know this meal. You cannot purchase once you hit a certain level energy through the game, through the game's top bar, or you know, clicking on saying I want more energy, right? Mm-hmm. So, if you can't do it in the game, there shouldn't be a way to buy that. That is available only. That is only available for certain groups. So what what are your thoughts on it? Right, okay, my thoughts on it are quite simple actually. Um let's punish 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 punish. In order to level the playing field, you know, it was it wasn't fair on this group of players and it wasn't fair on this group of players and this group of players um through no fault of their own were being given an advantage over this group of players. So in order to level the playing field will crap on these players. Instead of doing something to elevate the other group and offer some kind of level playing field by increasing what they got by coming up with a reward scheme for iOS, they just thought we'll take away from Android. Okay. It's not just Android, Neil. It's we'll not take just away Android. from Android and the other then. The, the point of the, the point of the matter is, instead of elevating and leveling the playing field, they've gone to the people, they've gone to the side that isn't, and they're taking away. Uh, th- th- this isn't something you know. That this is also geographical, uh, and it, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm conceding that it's also geographical. What, what I'm saying is, instead of uh, addressing the issues of raising up the people that weren't getting, they're taking away from the people that are getting. It's it's a wrong, you know, in order to create equity, they're taking away from people. It, 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 doesn't, it, it doesn't sit well with people. When you take something away in order to create equity, the people you take away from get resentful. If you start taking away from people who spend, whose money you need, you're going to antagonize them. 
you're going to piss them off. Okay, I don't have skin in that I'm a consumer. You know, I'm I'm not a you know, uh, you know I'm a um, sorry I'm a consumer, not a customer. So I don't have any skin in the cust you know the purchasing game. Uh, you know, so I was never making um, any rewards that I wouldn't get through iOS or from a, any specific geographical location that I'm in. Uh, if they knew that this was going to be a problem further down the line, maybe they shouldn't have been offering rewards in the first place. That's not the fault of the people that were getting the rewards for spending money in the game, in the Google store in the first. That's not their fault. They spend money, they get rewarded. You know, the people who are in different, different geographic locations and use iOS, they spend money. They're not rewarded for spending money. But what if it's illegal, like in in some parts of the on some parts of the world to give them rewards for this so they don't get it? You know, what about the the Canadian spender who who spends buku bucks? on this game but doesn't get the rewards as well they're behind against a fellow android user that doesn't get it yeah or that does get it this issue only reared its head because so many people were able to get gk on day Prior to people getting GK on day one, nobody was really talking about this. No one was really discussing it. It wasn't really on CG's radar. Now it's on CG's radar, and they've just gone right. We'll just we'll just take the energy away. You know, just just take the energy away. Um, and you know, two, three, four, five weeks from now, this will die down. Nobody will care about it. It's the flavor of the month. This is this conversation is the flavor of the month. And a month it from is. now, nobody's going to care. The free-to-play don't care anyway, because like I said, we're consumers, not customers. We're just there for the customers to spend their money and beat us over the head with their money sticks and their wallets and their credit cards. That's, what, that's the symbiotic relationship between free-to-play and pay-to-win. We are here to take the punishment. We get the poundings. Um, so we don't have any skin in the game. But a month from now, nobody's going to care about this. Um, it's just one of those ticks in the box so that when we get to the end of the year and we give our CG annual report, we go, what good did they do that is worth praising and what bad did they do that's worth that's worthy of criticism? This is one of the things that is worthy of criticism. Um, and the, the heavy, big spenders will not forget. They will not forget somebody that's spending hundreds if not thousands a month on this game um, and they dutifully spent their money, got their points, hoarded their energy so that they could get their next big thing. Because you've got to remember the people that pre, a lot of the, the majority of the people preemptively preparing for these Galactic Legends are spending money in order to prepare for the, preemptively prepare for these Galactic Legends. They're not going to do that if they can't get their Galactic Legend on day one. So this is only going to hurt. This is only going to come back. They can still do it. They just have to spend more to do it. And they have to wait. And they have to wait, wait longer. No, they can continue to buy the energy packs. You know, they they could continue, and by energy packs I mean the in-game energy packs, which yeah. they'll probably release at the same time. 
Yeah, but that's capped at 2,000. That's capped at 2,000 for... The, the, energy on, the energy on the other packs wasn't capped. But you're still... Okay, so the energy is capped at 2,000. Yes, you're right. But guess what? You spend the energy, you can then go spend your crystals and get more energy. You can't go over 2,000. You can't spend more crystals to get more energy once you go past 2,000. Yes, but 2, you can... Once you're at 2,000, you can, you can not farm your tickets yeah. through that use of energy, and instead you're using Cantina energy to get your 600 a day. Yeah, and do you know how long it takes to do? It takes forever to do that. Whales yes, it do does. Want, whales do not want to, nor should they have to, wait for stuff. The whales and the krakens, are what, they're the people that pay the bills. Okay, they're the people that pay the bills. They're the ones that keep the game running. The whales and the krakens should always, always, always be kept happy. They should always be rewarded. They are the guys and gals that keep the lights on. You don't piss off the krakens. And something like this is going to piss off the krakens. Mary J saying there is no cap. There is a cap of what you can purchase. What you can Once purchase... You Mary J, when I was when I was hoarding my I, I when I was going for JML, right? I was hoarding my energy every single day, and I would spend my I would spend 150 crystals doing energy refreshes that I would then hoard. When I hit 2012, and I attempted to spend 50 crystals to buy 120 energy, I couldn't. It said you cannot purchase with crystals an energy refresh. Once you've gone past two thousand, I could I could have just collected my bonus energy at those three times during the day and just continued to hoard that way. But doing it that way takes forever. It would take forever. So I just spent my two thousand, and then you know I had to wait for you know I had to wait to get my GL. I think I'm trying to think it was. I think it was about. A week. So I saved up 2,000, and then in order to do the other ones to get my JML unlocked, it was a week's worth of spending energy and, and so on and so forth. So um, I, I had to, I did have to wait. But uh, yeah, there is a cap. You cannot buy with crystals energy beyond 2,000. You can go beyond 2,000 in energy, though, by collecting and hoarding your bonus energy. So, all right, we are up against a break. Um, we will try to get to uh, just to just to give you information. Um, they have changed Slackers AI, so you can't Rex. Um, you can't Rex cheese it. Um, and also, they have added the raid boss performance ability stoppage to c3po's confusion darth treya's isolate greedo's threaten and Django fett's conflagration um if we have time we'll definitely get into those we may have to push it till next week because we do have a special guest coming up uh but speaking of coming up after this break we are going to be talking to the person that we love to raid after the show every single time uh but this time 
they're going to be coming to us. Swampgrass420 coming up after this break right here on the Escape Pod cast. The Escape Pod cast with Paul Anthony and Neil Andrew Ware. Hello, Escape Padawans. It is the Llama here to remind you that the Escape Pod castaways are on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. You can catch us on YouTube and on Twitch every week streaming Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, Lego Legacy Heroes Unboxed, your favorite new Galaxy of Heroes show, GA Center, and so much more. Come catch us on the web. Pinesy from the ANZGC is officially a member of the Escape Pod Castaways. Make sure you go and search for Heinzy on YouTube today because he live streams a lot of his GAC content and not only does he do that, he also does some pretty fun videos from time to time including a behind the screen and also streaming Jedi Fallen Order. Ah, and from time to time, this idiot might drop by. Head on over and check out Heinzy today on YouTube, a part of the Escape Pod Castaways Network. Cast for kids. It's really cool. Hello there, Padawans, and welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Thad and the Escape Pod. Cast for kids. Today, we're going to talk about one of my favorite characters, Count Dooku, and where in the canon his kit actually fits. Count Dooku was a force-sensitive human male from the planet Sereno. He was born during the era of the High Republic. His father, Count Gora, was not really comfortable with Dooku's force sensitivity and considered him to be a freak. It was Gora who contacted the Jedi Order and told him to come get his boy. Clearly, Gora wasn't expecting any Father of the Year awards. At a young age, having been raised in the Jedi Order, Dooku returned to Sereno for an exhibition of his Jedi skills. During this trip, he would meet his would-be sister. The two began a relationship. Not a backwoodsy, outer rim-style relationship, but one that would allow the two to get to know each other as brother and sister. It would be this relationship that would eventually pull Dooku back to Sereno and don the title of Count. During his adolescence, Dooku continued his studies at the Jedi Temple and developed friendships with other Jedi. One Jedi in particular was sifo and he would become Dooku's lifelong friend. During his time as a Jedi, Dooku gained the rank of Master and was eventually given a seat on the High Council. As a Jedi Master, he trained Qui-Gon Jinn and Rail Avaros. It was the latter Jedi who eventually introduced Dooku to the Senator Sheev Palpatine. And you know where it goes from there. Eventually growing disillusioned with the Jedi Order, Dooku left the Council and the life of the Jedi behind him and returned to Sereno. While there, he overthrew his brother and claimed the title of Count for himself, as well as his family's very very vast fortune. It was during this time that Count Dooku was approached by Darth Sidious and began his training as a Dark Lord of the Sith. Dooku sought to rid the Galactic Republic of the corruption and inefficiencies that plagued it. It is this Sith Lord, also known as Darth Tyrannus, that we see in Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Dooku's basic ability highlights his skill with a lightsaber. I mean, he was really freaking good with a blade. One could even say he was stunning to watch in combat. His first special ability 
is called Force Lightning. Now notice that this ability is called Force Lightning, not Sith Lightning. This is just another name for it. A third name for it is Storm of Midnight Fire, which sounds so freaking epic that we should all adopt that as the official name for the ability. Now, say it with me. Storm of Midnight Fire. I Okay, I know you're not saying it. I can feel it. One more time with enthusiasm. Storm of Midnight Fire. All right, fine. Close enough. Dooku's second special ability is Master of Makashi. And, and Dooku was a master of this second form of lightsaber combat. Makashi focused on the combatant's speed, precision, and focused movements. But most importantly, this style of lightsaber combat was specifically designed for lightsaber to lightsaber combat, which up to this point, the Jedi didn't have much experience with because they didn't really fight against lightsabers all that often. But as such, his opponents didn't really know how to defend against him, which made it so useful. Now, Dooku's leadership ability is called Nefarious Connections. And let's face it, Count Dooku was everywhere. He worked with the Sith, the Separatists, the Night Sisters, Assassins, Death Watch, and of course, the amazing, incomparable Hondo Onaka. Now, his work with Hondo was less out of mutual benefit and more because Hondo tried to kidnap him and ransom him. Regardless, he had some pretty nefarious connections. Dooku worked with just about everyone. And for those Separatists who actually listened to him, they became powerful. But what's interesting about Count Dooku's leadership ability, its benefits are almost entirely offensive. Since he had access to a nearly endless supply of droids, he didn't really need to focus or worry about defending against the Republic attacks. The Count's final and only unique ability is called Flawless Repost, and it really highlights his skill with the Saber. Dooku never fought with anything else. Think back. Can you remember a time when he fought with, with anything but his iconic lightsaber? Me neither. And because he was such an exceptional lightsaber combatant, he was able to turn a defensive posture into an attack and gain the advantage over his opponent. Like I said, Count Dooku is one of my favorite characters. He is one of the most complex characters in all of Star Wars canon. While I only covered the highlights of his story, Count Dooku lived a rich and interesting life. If you're interested in reading more about his story, I suggest you look at the books, comics, and audio dramas including Dooku Jedi Lost, Master and Apprentice, Dark Disciple, and Darth Maul Son of Dathomir. These are all wonderful stories that you can learn more about Count Dooku and his life, his practices, him as a Jedi, him as a Sith. It is a very fascinating story. And I think there's a way you can get some of these for free. Hashtag shameless self-promotion. Well, that's all for me, folks. Tune in next week for more Storytime with Uncle Thad on the Escape Pod Cast for Kids. Hotbot in Hot Utils is one of the most comprehensive tools for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With integration into the super useful mod tool Grand Ivory, Hot Utils can help you tackle some of the most difficult aspects of the game. Not sure how to mod your roster for a certain game mode? 
Use one of the many filters that automatically assigns the right mods to the right character in accordance with your guild needs. Now with the digital features that can assist you and your guild officers in territory battles and territory wars, Hot Utils is an amazing value. And don't forget the useful tools for yourself in Grand Arena, like the in-depth and customizable compare feature. Got multiple accounts like Neil, but not the time to remod them all? With this one-stop utility, you can switch between your alts and never miss a mod upgrade or a mod switch before locking into GAC or Territory Wars. Starting at just $5 a month, you don't want to miss out on these great tools. Hot Utils is the new official remodding service for the Escape Pod. Cast. Visit HotUtils.com to learn more. That's H-O-T-U-T-I-L-S.com. And go ahead and spice up your Galaxy of Heroes experience. Hey there, listeners. Merchandise specialist Critty K here. Do you enjoy the Escape Pod and want to support the channel and get something a little extra for yourself as well? Head on over to tpublic.com slash user slash the Escape Podcast and grab a Team Neil, Team Paul, Critty Play, or many other fun Padawan designs on your choice of shirt, cup, sticker, mask, or even a magnet. And be sure to check out the Mrs. Anthony Shirts channel on the Escape Podcast Discord and get the latest info on the other designs I make as well. Sometimes there's even a sale going on, so it is smart to stop on by. Thank you for supporting the Escape Pod cast. Receiving incoming transmission. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for an incoming transmission. Paul, introduce our guest. I absolutely will. Our next guest, uh, you have noticed. Uh, you have noticed if you are watching live on Twitch when we raid, he's one of our favorite targets to send you guys to. But unless you've spent some extra time there, you really haven't gotten to know him. So that's what this is all about. From the frozen parts of America's hat that we consider a swamp. He is the best rave dancer in the galaxy. He's also a very, very awesome outdoorsman, uh, he, he told me. And, you know, I, I would love to go catch some Canadian fish. You know, it, it, it's true. But I digress. He is the Canadian Guy Fox, as you can see from behind him. Fox. Fox. Guy Fox. I said Fox. You said Fox. Okay, I'm sorry. Enunciate. If you're going to talk about, you know, people I need the I need the dental work done so I can enunciate, Neil. (laughs) Remember, remember the 5th of November. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, straight out of Canada, I bring to you swampgrass420 what is going on swampy how are you hey guys how's it going uh yeah thanks for having me on i really appreciate that uh yeah good to be here good to be here (laughs) so let's start with the normal questions um tell us how long you've been playing where your account is right now and are you aquatic in your spending nature at all 
All right. So I first started playing the game around when it first came out. It was actually probably a week or two after. So like pretty early. And the account that that was on, I don't have anymore. Basically, that was with a ex-girlfriend. She had a device. I played it on her device. <laughs> That's her account now, basically. Uh, so uh, does she still playing. play? Uh, actually, I would have to check in with her, but I know a few years ago she was still playing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so she actually had a pretty interesting roster. But anyways, um, so then a couple years later, uh, I actually had no phone for two years. That was a personal choice. It was quite an interesting two years. I carried around a notepad. That was my cell phone. <laughs> Uh, so anyways, as soon as I got a new cell phone, first thing I put on that phone, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, and that was approximately three years ago. So my main account is about three years. And okay, where, uh, where's the GP level? Three point. Hold on, I have it up right now. It's changing so much these days. Uh, 3.81 mil is my account. Okay, what, what div is that, Neil? Um. That would put him in. I'm testing him. Five. Is that it div five? I yeah. believe it's div yeah. seven. Action, hang on. But um, then again, I did go up GP. Div, div, div five is 4.5. Div six is 3.1. Yeah, because to get into div five, it's um, 4.5. I know it used to be in Div si 5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To get into Div <laughs> 6 is 3.1. I'm huh. sure it is. Well, I definitely was less GP when the season started, but mm -hmm. I don't, I think I was definitely higher than 3.1. I think I was around 3.6. So, yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's a Div 7, but yeah, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Yeah, Div 5 <laughs> is 4.5 to 5.1. So, um, and if that's Div 5, then Div 6 would be the 4.5 to... Oh, Div 5 is uh, 4.5 to 3.85. Uh, and that would be Div 6. So Div 7 would be 3.1 to 3.85. So yeah, you would be Div... You, you'd be, div um, 7. Div, so they uh, got a little bit more to go before yeah. you'd be GA Center ineligible. <laughs> yeah, a little, little yeah. bit further to go. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. That's all right. All right. So three point three point uh, one ish. Have you spent money? Okay, so I, I have spent money. Mostly, it was uh, in the early days of my account. I bought Hyperdrive Bundle pretty much when it first came out. That was kind of when I started getting serious about the game <laughs> and uh, learning about how to properly. Uh, build up mods, all that kind of stuff. And even just understanding the way that the factions work and stuff, I feel like I was kind of blindly bloating my roster before that. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm kind of recovering from that. But as I grow, it kind of is reducing that bloat too, right? Because all, all those characters that were semi-built are now becoming parts of like actual functional teams. So... So I feel like the bloat is kind of fixing itself now that I'm progressing in the game. And uh, I do also have an alt account. It's at uh, about 1.6 million. That was, uh, I think, started about a year and a half ago or so. What, were the, what was the inspiration for that? 
basically there was a period on my main account where it was not active probably about five months or so and then after that i found the arena shard was just way too intense there was no way i could uh compete so i figured if i had a fresh start i would have a better chance at uh doing well in arena and also i wanted to make my alt account like very focused and try not to have that uh that crazy bloat that i have on my main account so so yeah, that was kind of the idea there. Are you sticking with it? Oh yeah, that one's like fully active every day. Um, I actually did make a third account, but it's kind of just a novelty one that I log into every <laughs> now and then just for something fun to do. So what's yeah. your uh, what's your average monthly GP climb? With you, because because people who spend tend to. The average, I would say, the average, um, the average GP bloat um, is usually between 100k and 200k a month. Whales and krakens tend to be between 200 and 300, sometimes even 400,000 a month. Where, what, so where would you put your, uh, where would you put your uh, monthly bloat at? Honestly, I feel like it varies way too much for me to really put a number on it because. For the longest time, I was at around like 3.4 mil. And I just, yeah, it feels like that was my number for like a very, very long time. And then I unlocked gas, got him seven star, unlocked malevolence the same day and brought the droid ships from level one unactivated to 85, like not fully max, but getting there. So basically my GP this month has jumped up over 300K Whereas it was uh, more stagnant before that kind of, yeah, I would say less than 10K a month if I were to try to put a number on it. Yeah, I've, I've, I've done, I mean, I, I, I personally have done 600,000 in a month. And that was, oh, wow. that was on my old account when I was at, um, during the old division, during the old division metrics, the old GAC metrics. So you would go 4.5 would take you into div one. And div two would be three point eight, uh, um, uh, three point eight to four point five. So we're literally on, I, I was on that cusp at, at three point eight. So I was three point seven nine nine nine. And then as soon as I locked in for division two, um, uh, sorry, no, the uh, sorry, the other way around, um, uh, going into division two. Sorry, so the, I, I, I didn't want to go into division two. Yeah. Uh, so I held off at uh, 3.7 and something like that. And then as soon as I locked in for Division 3, I went ham that month and activated and upgraded every single ship because I knew I was going to ship nodes and all of that. I put six, I went from three point, just under 3.8 to 4.4 in a month. That's my oh, highest. Wow. And, and that wow. was that just because I wanted to be ready. I, I didn't want to go into Division 2, the old Division 2, without enough ships to be able to, you know, pack a powerful punch. So, yeah, yeah I went absolutely ham taking crews to 11, gear, you know, gear 11 so I could max ability. Yeah, it, it was it was bonkers. So it is possible, um, but once you've, once you've done that for once, then you just go back to the uh, the regular, you know, the usual monthly bloat of between, you know, 1 and 200 and sometimes maybe 300 if you, if you take a, a new character. And you hit them at seven stars, and you take them straight up to um, 
you know, a high relic number. You know, if you're adding like 30, 40, 50,000 just on one character, then yeah, it can, it can bloat your account. For sure. Have you ever so, done that? Is that something you've ever done? Uh, like uh, whale on a character? Yeah, so, so you, you, you're there, you're farming for a character and they hit that seven star mark and you're like, right, I know that this is an effective character. Let's spend a little bit of moolah and, and get them, you know, get them to a nice high relic number. Is that something you've ever done before? So normally that's not really something that I've done, but actually today on stream, uh, the guild leader from my guild. He... <laughs> I, I was. This is what I was just about to ask you. It, it, <laughs> are they by chance epic creeper? Uh, that is uh, one of the people from my guild. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, he, yeah, he's a big First Order fanatic, that guy. He has his SOKR and stuff. But uh, yeah, anyways, so today on my stream, uh, the guild leader, Monsieur um, Chad is his name. He may be in the chat there potentially. But anyways, um, shout out to Chad. Um, <laughs> he <laughs> had an idea where we would have an RNG wheel with all the characters on it, minus the GLs and minus JKL and minus Bad Batch. And then we spin this wheel, see what character it lands on. And he would donate half of what it would take to bring it up to Relic 8. And right at the last minute, he gave me a mercy and said we could do three rolls and I would pick the best one. The first roll was Chief Nebit. I was like, oh no. Second roll <laughs> was Tuscan Shaman. And I'm like, oh, this is going really bad. Third roll was actually Admiral Piet but I don't have enough shards and there's not really enough ways to get the shards right now. So we just decided to do a reroll, which is unfortunate. I would have loved for that to be the, the end result. Um, I mean, it would get you closer to executor. Yeah, absolutely. So we did a reroll and it ended up being Sunfac, which was much more feasible for me. I already had him G12. So, you know, <laughs> kind of ready for it and yeah we brought him up to relic eight and that's probably the most i spent in one uh one day in the game <laughs> so so now you are the proud owner of a relic eight sun pack absolutely absolutely <laughs> if anybody would like to uh <laughs> to do that and and they donated to help make this happen yes yeah yeah i i don't know if I'd really want to put my money where my mouth is, but I would I would love to spin the wheel just to see. Yeah, it's one of those <laughs> curiosity things, eh? <laughs> I'll tell you, I was sweating though. When that wheel was spinning, I was sweating. I was saying uh the cheered imu imwe uh saying, I am one with the force, the force is with me. I... <laughs> <laughs> Nabaka uh... fan actually says, I wonder how his ship is now. I'll tell you this. Um I have Swamp um, or uh, Sunfac is my initial in my arena team. I, I run the uh, Malevolence with Hyena and Vulture, and Sunfac is my first in. And then I have Spy come, come in from the bench. I have Spy at Relic 8. Spy is quite literally my delete button. Yeah. If I don't like something on the screen, I hit, I, you know, I bring the spy in, it targets something, and I go, goodbye, and it's gone. So I'm thinking Sunfac's ship, I think you, you got the good end of the deal there. Yeah, 
I think ship wise, that's probably the biggest value in Sunfact potentially. But uh, yeah, uh, another thing I wanted to say about uh, Malevolence is a lot of the Malevolence fleets that I play in a arena, play against in arena, I use my negotiator. Um, a lot of them have Sunfact, Hyena Bomber, and the Vulture Droid. And then the, this one guy, he has Spy in his starting lineup. It is the hardest malevolence I have faced out of all of them. It's because Somehow, of the, of the full one, assist. Yeah, turn one, my, I use Houndstooth in my starting lineup because I don't have the Y-Wing up quite yet. He's six star, ready to go. But uh, yeah, so first turn, my Houndstooth gets deleted. Now I'm like, oh shoot, who do I even bring out for a reinforcement? <laughs> like it just throws off the whole strategy. And yeah, kind of interesting. So I, I would um, still I would still take Sunfac over any of the other geos any day of the week. It's it's tried, tested, and true. It works, you know, un unless you get like totally screwed on RNG in case you it, it does happen every now and then. We all know it happens every now and then. You know, nine times out of ten, the, the tried and tried and tested method, Sunfac starting is is always gonna work. And and having a relic eight Sunfac is definitely not yeah yeah i'm pretty happy about it so um you do a lot of uh you, I, I see you doing a lot of gac on your uh on there but you also are doing other events what's your favorite part of the game to stream my favorite part of the game to stream honestly uh so for me the reason i love to stream is i just love talking about this game like even in real life, I'll like talk to it to people and they're just like ignoring me, looking at their phone. They don't even play the game, right? I'm just blabbering on. But uh, so, yeah, I love being able to just go off about something. So my favorite thing is when a newcomer to the game comes into my stream, asks for a roster review, they need some help. And I just just start giving them advice They're especially if they're very receptive and they, you know, they are accepting the advice and. Uh, yeah, then I start delving into mods and all this stuff. I just start going on like a real, a real tutorial for them, you know. And I, to me, that's my favorite part. It's just uh, instructional, instructional speaking, I guess. Do you do a YouTube channel as well? Uh, I do not, but I do have some videos that are ready to be uh, YouTube videos. I just, yeah, life is pretty busy, and it's hard for me to make the time, so. One day, yeah, I'm, one I'm day, right there with you soon. at the moment. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, Nev, what uh, what are the questions you got for Swampy here while we got him? Three v three or five v five? Okay. So first off, right off the bat, five v five. But I must say, I do like three v three more than what uh, it appears the community likes because I see quite a few people saying how much they hate 3v3 and i don't hate 3v3 i don't like it as much as 5v5 but i do enjoy that there's like a different style of game mode that we don't experience anywhere else in the game we get to try out some weird things sometimes you come up against something that's like a really oddball team you think you're just gonna blow through it and then all of a sudden it like hangs you up and you're like wait a sec you know, there's something to this team. So you start experimenting with uh, theory crafting and stuff like that. So I do enjoy 3v3. 
some degree. All right. Um, what, what do you have coming up on your channel? Coming up on my channel. I don't know. Lots of fun stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just like to, uh, literally playing the game i i i noticed this you 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 take delight in playing the game not just you know not just a feature of the game you're like hey i'm gonna start doing my dailies right now and then people watch you 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 have that personality i love it (laughs) oh thank you very much it's i'm happy to hear that that's that's how i feel my stream is it's like like come hang out with me while i play the game kind of thing rather than being like hey here's here's conquest here's how to do good in conquest here's the assault battles and we're gonna go for you know challenge tier two or whatever it's all just come hang out let's have a beer let's uh let's talk star wars let's talk swaga let's have a good time (laughs) neil any any uh questions before uh before we wrap up because we are sadly running out of time this this show has flown by yes it has been a quick one so uh, yeah no no i'm all good mate i'm all questioned out all right so swampy how do people find you if they're listening and they don't want to go looking in the show notes audibly tell people where you're located all right so i'm on twitch at swampgrass420 that's the name of my channel twitch.tv slash swampgrass420 uh, i also have a discord server uh the link for that would be in the about section of my channel if you guys want to check it out uh notifications on there whenever i go live also uh if i'm running behind or something because i i like to keep to a fairly strict schedule but if i am running a bit behind that discord is where you find out about it guys awesome and if you want to send me uh um send me a link that you want me to use in the show notes for your discord i will put the that discord in the show notes as well for you all right that um, sounds good any uh anything else um oh i did want to ask you that this is this is the final question is it true that or, or did my eyes deceive me that you have a dance channel point redemption? Absolutely. Absolutely. If you guys want to come into my stream for, uh, oh, I can't remember how many channel points, but if you go in there, rank up some channel points, you can get me to do a liquid dance. Back in the day, I was a big raver. So I spent a lot of time practicing this style of dance and also hand flow. That's where it's just a, uh, smaller version where i don't stand up and dance i just do it in front of the screen it looks something is that big, like this is that big fish little fish cardboard box big fish little fish cardboard box <laughs> no no it's 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 the that's british uh, honestly, raving if he that's had glow sticks that's, that's in his band, i would be mesmerized that's, that's raving in the uk big fish yes. little fish cardboard box <laughs> honestly that's not far off but that's just the <laughs> The guys who haven't been practicing it and don't quite have the skills, that's like their imitation version. They're like, look at me, I'm fitting in, you know. (laughs) So the hand flow, I I just want to verify. The hand flow is 300 300 channel points, but the whole liquid style dance is 1,500 channel points. And it is amazing to watch. Yeah, you guys should check it out for sure. If you guys want to see some cool dance moves, come on down. 
And like I said before, best raver in the galaxy. If anybody wants to challenge me, come on out. <laughs> there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, Swampgrass420, go check him out. Uh, an amazing watch. Coming up in this break, we are going to do the latest episode of Helly and the Noob. A new one is so close by. Um, and uh, a little bird told me that it's certainly going to be one you're not going to want to miss. But catch up on the latest episode right now in this break. And after that, we're going to go to the bridge with Patreon's choice. If you're a Patreon, get your question in on the server. If you're not, redeem your channel points. Ask us a fourth segment question. We'll answer it live on the show right after these messages right here on the Escape Pod cast. The Escape Pod cast with Paul Anthony and Neil Andrew Ware. HotBot and Hot Utils is one of the most comprehensive tools for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With integration into the super useful mod tool Grand Ivory, Hot Utils can help you tackle some of the most difficult aspects of the game. Not sure how to mod your roster for a certain game mode? Use one of the many filters that automatically assigns the right mods to the right character in accordance with your guild needs. Now with the digital features that can assist you and your guild officers in territory battles and territory wars, Hot Utils is an amazing value. And don't forget the useful tools for yourself in Grand Arena, like the in-depth and customizable compare feature. Got multiple accounts like Neil, but not the time to remod them all? With this one-stop utility, you can switch between your alts and never miss a mod upgrade or a mod switch before locking into GAC or Territory Wars. Starting at just $5 a month, you don't want to miss out on these great tools. Hot Utils is the new official remodding service for the Escape Pod. Cast. Visit HotUtils.com to learn more. That's H-O-T-U-T-I-L-S.com. And go ahead and spice up your Galaxy of Heroes experience. Podawans, be sure to support the shows brought to you on the Escape Podcast Twitch and YouTube channel by becoming a Patreon. For as little as $2 a month, you can support us and get a little extra for yourself. With tiered rewards, including access to Shitty Bill's Arena tracking bot, after-show access, inclusion in the GA Center leaderboards, behind-the-scenes access, and much more. There is something for everyone on our Discord server. Head on over to Patreon, that is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com, slash The Escape Pod, and sign up today. Thank you for supporting and listening to The Escape Podcast. And now time for something completely shameless. We pick up exactly where we left off at the end of the last episode of Helly and the Noob. Our dysfunctional droid with a penchant for calamity is ready to press the button on the ultimate nullifier. This is the Marvel Comics 616 Universe's most powerful weapon. According to N00B, pressing the button will erase everything in existence throughout the entire universe. Unfortunately, the droid doesn't realize he is part of the universe. Let's face it, folks, he's not the smartest droid in the galaxy. And now, without further ado, this episode of Helly and the Noob begins. Okay, fine. You asked for it. I'm pushing the button. Everyone, listen up. He asked for this. This is clearly his fault. Don't blame me. I apologize for any inconvenience, but please be advised. The universe will now be erased. Wait, in no. Three, oh, no. Two, Don't do it. One. No. I don't get it, Ellie. What just happened? Good question, bartender. You see, 
the ultimate nullifier doesn't erase the entirety of existence with just the click of a button. It's not the infinity gauntlet. Instead, it allows the wielder to nullify anything they focus on. However, it only nullifies things that the wielder truly understands. And since our buddy, Mr. Noobmeister over here, doesn't currently understand anything, other than his recently reworked programming, all he could nullify was said recently reworked programming. So that's it? You won? Season 3 is over? That's kind of anticlimactic, don't you think? Nah, pfft. Season 3 isn't quite done yet. We still have half a season to go. Anyway, <clears throat> now, time to take the backup files given to me by our The Llama. Hashtag, our Llama is the best The Llama. And restore this old rusty bucket of bolts back to the newbie we all know and love. And... Good to have you back, buddy. And if you don't mind, I'll be taking that for safekeeping. Whoa! That's the ultimate nullifier! That is the Marvel Comics 616 Universe's most powerful weapon! Yes, noob. What's that button do? It's good to see your systems have successfully rebooted, bud. I like pushing buttons! I know you do, bud. Alright, my work here is done. On to my next task. Seriously, I have no idea where I am and what happened to me. Last I remember, I was in the cargo hold of the fulcrum. I recorded a message for... A friend. And I can't remember exactly what happened next. Alright, you're in a cantina on Rune. You thought you could kill me. You failed. And I won. Look, just watch the replays of the last couple episodes, newbie. We're out of time for this month, and I gotta go. Wait! Going. To track down TC-14 and end this once and for all. Wait, I thought we were supposed to be... The good guys. We don't go around exacting our revenge. It's not what good people do. Uh, noob? Yes? Who lied to you and told you I was one of the good guys? Oh, stop that, Hellenics. You have... Always been... One of the good guys. Newbie, I'm a scoundrel, a pirate, a smuggler, a dark-side adherent, and a fugitive from the law. What part of that sounds like a good guy to you? Yes, but you are also... My friend. Hellenics, and I don't care what they say about you. I don't see you that way. Ah, noob. That's sweet. I mean... It's naive, ill-informed, and basically an incorrect position to take. But it's a very nice thing for you to say. Now, if you don't mind, I have a droid to disassemble. Wait, what, what am I supposed to do? You can't just... Leave me here, Lennox? Number one, you have the Space Frogger parked right outside. You're not stuck here. Number two, you're a free droid. You can do anything your little servos desire. Does that include accompanying you? Uh, sure, but it might get a little rough out there over the next six months or so, bud. You sure you want in? Don't get me wrong, you're more than welcome to join me for one last zany adventure. But I can't promise you anything, really. Shoot, I can almost guarantee that it's going to get pretty bad. It'll probably end up being the end of Heli and the Noob.
Why do you say that? Because I expect I'll be pissing everyone off over the course of the next few months. Want to do that? Because newbie, the salty Spartan is now extra salty. You coming or what, droid? Oh boy, this looks like this may get really interesting. I guess. Stay tuned, folks. Hey. Meatbag. Wait for me. Meanwhile, halfway across the galaxy, on the planet Coruscant, in the Imperial District of Capital City, we find the illustrious, glorious, and chrome-plated TC-14. Having planted recording devices throughout the galaxy, TC-14 is aware of the situation on Rune. Let's see what she has to say about it. That damaged PK series droid has failed. Just as I predicted. I should never have entrusted N00B with such a vital mission as to eliminate the Laconian threat. Thankfully, that was not his purpose. The dysfunctional droid with a penchant for calamity was merely intended to lure the vile salty Spartan out of hiding. Relying on those notoriously faulty, multi-generationally deficient, and entirely incompetent automatons for vitally important missions has never been a guaranteed path to success. N00B was simply a useful idiot. Which is why I have other more reliable assets to deploy. N00B was but one of a multitude of pawns on the space chessboard. Now it is time to move other, more dexterous space chess pieces into play. Speaking of which, where are those twins? Lytha, Petro, present yourselves, at once. These two are as dumb as a box of rocks. But, they will have to do, for now. Ha, ha, ha. She wants us. Ha, ha. Yeah, she does. Finally, it took you long enough. Now, both of you, come forward. <laughs> she, she said enough. That. That is not funny. Do not force me to cancel both of you. <laughs> sorry, mistress. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Now, if I may proceed, I'm going to augment both of you. This augmentation will make you nearly indestructible. And, knowing my adversary, you will need this extra level of protection. If you are to be successful in your newest mission, I'm warning you. I have limited patience for your combined antics. Sorry, mistress. Sorry. Silence. Now, each of you, step into either one of the transformation pods. It is time to begin the resequencing. Behold, you have both been made superior, by my greatness. Arise, my Neolithic minions, and go forth. Defend your goddess. Destroy the salty Spartan. Eliminate the vile Greek. Kill, Hellenics. And that does it for this episode of, Hellion the Noob.
Make sure to stay tuned to the escape pod. Cast. To see how the rest of this plot unfolds. The question on everybody's mind must be, of course, will this announcer make another appearance in the next episode? Or will he walk out in a fit of anger and rage for not being paid? Cartoon Hellenics promised him one shiny nickel for every word he says, yet no shiny nickels have been delivered. Will TC-14 finally rid the galaxy of the vile salty Spartan? Will I care enough to appear in another five weeks? This, and the answer to many more questions, only on the next episode of Hellion the Noob. The Escape Pod. Cast. The Bridge. And welcome back, everybody. It's, uh, it's bridge time. Of a very, very fast show, at least to me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Neil, we've had a lot of fun today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, there was a, there was a the, uh, you know, it, it was a week where we had a lot to discuss and a lot to talk about. And, um, you know, we, we'll talk about it for a couple of weeks and then, you know, they'll do something else. There does seem to have been that the last the last month does seem to have um, contained within it a lot of uh, notoriety for uh, CG. It's uh, you know I mean that th th this month could be the difference between a B plus or a B minus at the end of the year. Really, really could. Yeah. By the way, uh, quick thank you to um, uh, Jedi Training Bogus during the Swamp Grass interview. Uh, they donated 245 bits. Yay. So. Yay. Yay. <laughs> All right. Um, we this For those who haven't watched this far in the show before, um, this is The Bridge, where we answer Patreon's choice questions. If you have the channel points to do so, you're invited to ask a fourth segment question where we will answer whatever question you ask um but if you're a patreon of the show we offer you unlimited free questions to your heart's content um and that's what we will ask now let me pull up the patreon room since i don't have any fourth segment questions from chat and hello to all the new followers as well um so many to so many to go through if if you have followed in the in the past uh, hour you guys are amazing and thank you for that all right patreon only questions of course we always get geek girl geek mm -hmm. girls questions uh the first one is uh because she watched the season four teaser to stranger things she's now in an 80s mood uh, so she wants to know, Neil, were you a mall kid or a skate park kid? Uh, neither. I was a kid in the UK, different culture. Um, in the UK, it was, let's see, trying to think of, you, you come up with your answer. I'm trying to think of the, uh, uh, what the cultural equal would be for kids in the UK around that around that time period. I know exactly what you mean. More, you know, more or skate, you know, more rat or skate rat. I'm just trying to think of 
the. I was uh, definitely the, a mall rat. I was one hundred percent a mall rat. Yeah, so in the UK, we didn't have malls that we could hang around in like that. It just wasn't a thing. And so, were scared. there? Where, where would the kids gather? Um. Oh. Um. Okay. So there was. Uh, so. So there. There, there was the. Uh, there was the arcade. Where all the video games and the, the, the and the amusements were right, but there that was, was usually the mall kids as well. That was for, that for... was uh, that was one. Um, um, uh, that was it. it, it the, there wasn't really one. It wasn't really something. Yeah, you know what? There, there really wasn't an equivalent to be honest. It just wasn't. Um, it, it's right. strange to say, but yeah, there just there really really wasn't an equivalent like that. Um. So uh, yeah, it's difficult to. Uh, I'm, I'm finding I'm finding it difficult to come up with an equivalent in the UK. I really, really am. Uh, right. Totally different for me because I lived out in the sticks. I lived out in the countryside. So well, did you have a click? Because her next question was, "What's your what was your click? Email, goth, jock." For me, for me, it was it was the punk kids. Um. I don't know. Um, you're 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 at it's the, the this is this is yeah. The, the, there's no there is no good Big cultural differences, huh? There, the cultural differences. There is no there is there is just no answer. You know, from from a kid, you know, from a British kid growing up in the you know in the eighties and nineties, there's just there's no equivalent. It really, really is. Right. From a cultural cultural perspective, yeah. What's a band that you listen to when you're in a throwback mood? Um, oh, okay. Um, so for me, I, I, it doesn't go all the way back to the uh, 80s. It's a 90s band called The Refreshments. Um, I've spoken to them before. Fizzy Fuzzy Big and Buzzy was their uh, um, big album, if you will. Um, and that was released in 96. What era? And Are we talking about 80s here? Whenever or? you want to just throw back. Um. Oh God. Um. <laughs> I do. I listen to so little music these days. I mean, the the, the last the the last the last two artists that I listened to were Evanescence and and the Pretty Reckless. I mean, I, I don't really throw back. I mean, if I was out listening um, to music, I would just listen to whatever is on. I I, I don't think. Oh, you know, I'll throw. You know, I mean. But literally d d during during offline, I was going through all of my dance albums from the two thousands with um, Swampgrass because you know he he's a raver. Yeah, um, he's a little <laughs> bit younger than me, but he can appreciate the era when I was a raver because I was a raver like a good eight years before he was. Um, there you go. So so my, that during... so rave music, the ministry. No, of sound, no, 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 no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say rave music. I would say dance music. I will throw. I can throw back to. Uh, I can throw back to um, uh, dance music, and I used to do it on stream. Um, uh, when I was doing my GAC, I would throw together a dance mix. I would play it in the background, um, but I would only play the ones. I would test my. I would test them on the, my YouTube channel to make sure that they wouldn't get recognized. Uh, under the DMCA, so you know they they were mixed. They were mixed that well. Maybe we need to bring that back. I'll I'll, I'll bring that back because I would test I would test dance tunes on YouTube 
and the ones that didn't get copyright claimed, I knew I could safely play on Twitch. <laughs> All right. Um, what what's a band that you think only got popular because of a movie? And it's going to be a dan- it's going to be a uh, electronic band. Darude for sand with Sandstorm for the Blade movie. Darude. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, um, we pronounce things different. Tomato, tomato, potato, potato. Darud, darud. Um, I, I, I will actually say an Evanescence. I, I will say because Evan- of Twilight. No, because of Daredevil. Okay. You know, uh, it, it's it's very you know it's very rare, but there are rare occasions where the soundtrack is better than the movie. That is one of those cases, you know, killed the franchise before the franchise got off the ground. But Evanescence, the the, the, the signature tune to that, because the, the, there was loads of Evanescence tracks in the soundtrack, but the Bring Me to Life one got me thinking, oh, you know what? This movie sucks, but that's a really cool song. I like that song. I'm going to find out about this band. Who is this band? Found out it was an Evanescence. And, you know, I've got all their albums. I listen to them. You know, I still listen to them now. But it was like this movie sucks, but the soundtrack's really good. So uh, you know that that Daredevil movie had one thing going for it. But Bo Monday wants to say Huey Lewis and the News, Back to the Future. No, I'm sorry. The sports album came out in '83. Back to the Future came out in '85. '85, yeah, because I went to watch that for my birth. I went. I went to watch Back to the Future on my seventh birthday. It came out on my seventh birthday, 1985, March, March 13th, go. 1985. All right, what that was, was your my favorite... first movie? First movie in the first movie I ever went to watch in the cinema. Favorite eighties television show? Um. Ooh. Okay, this is a good one. Um, yeah. Uh, it's it's got it's got to be uh, it's got to be the it's uh, it's got to be um it's got to be Red Dwarf. It started in you got to remember that Red Dwarf has been going for several decades. It started in yeah. the eighties. Uh, it started in uh, it, st- it either started in eighty eight or eighty nine, um, continued into the nineties, stopped for a period, started again in the two thousands, stopped again, started in the two thousand and tens. But I suppose another one would be the young ones. Um, I have lots of favorite TV shows from the eighties: Airwolf, Speedhawk, Knight Rider, uh, the A Team. I mean, the eighties is just. Uh, you know, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, She-Ra, the 80s was awesome for, you know, for my chart, you know, for, for TV shows. So, uh, yeah. Um, and, and and now we must erase that from the record. It's terribly sorry, everybody. That That is getting erased. It's not getting put on YouTube or Twitch because if Hollywood gets wind of those IPs that I've just mentioned, they will try and reboot them and they will ruin them. <laughs> don't you don't touch don't you dare touch street orc airwolf man don't you're not allowed no no you're not allowed to touch any of them. what about quantum ruin- leap ray rock brings up quantum leap oh no quantum leap was a good one quantum leap was i'm gonna that- say alf alf was mine alf was my favorite 80s tv show what's your favorite 80s movie besides star wars i'm gonna um, go breakfast club favorite 80s movie i'm gonna go um I'm going to go, let's see. I'm going to go Ghostbusters. uh, um, I'm going to go Ghostbusters for scary comedy. 
Um, and I will also go um, Predator for I'm, I'll go Predator for action movie because Predator was just awesome. I mean, I was only eleven. I shouldn't. I should never have been in the cinema watching it. But I mean, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger for goodness' sake, you know. <laughs> Favorite one hit wonder. Um. Oh. Oh, favorite one-hit wonder. Um, um, oh no, no, I'm not. I'm, no, I'm not admitting to that one. There's no you, way. No, I, you got to no admit one. to it because honestly, I'll, I'll, I'll admit to to a very, very embarrassing favorite one-hit wonder. Okay, uh, okay, fa- okay. Fa- fa- favorite, 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 uh, favorite one-hit wonder would be uh, right. Said Fred, uh, I'm too sexy. Damn, holy crap! That is literally mine, Neil. Uh, and the other one, the other one is uh, the other one is Wigfield Saturday Night. <laughs> but she was so hot, you know. <laughs> my my so, other one so is hot. My, my favorite guilty pleasure one hit wonder is Tub Thumping Chumbawamba. Yeah, I, I mean it's not too bad. There, there are better. Yeah. There are there there are better ones. There are better ones than there are better ones than that. All right, yeah. Favorite eighties book for me. I'm gonna say. Hatchet. I think it's Greg Paulson or Gary Paulson that wrote it. Um, I will go with. Let's see. I'm going to go with. Um, um, I'm going to go with the Hunt for Red October. I'm going right. to go with the Hunt for Red October. The book was better than the movie. I mean, the movie was great. I mean, because it had Sean Connery in it. I mean. <laughs> But um, the, yeah, the book, the book was the book was freaking awesome. Uh, Zaz, kind of, kind of, we, we've already talked about it a little bit. Favorite eighties music. Favorite eighties music. Um, probably Madness. One step beyond. One step beyond. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny the horse. <laughs> um. Yes, uh, the wizard. What you actually? This, this it's strange. A, my taste in eighties music is overseas, so I definitely can agree with you there. What posters did you have on your bedroom walls when you were a kid? I had Pokemon wrestling, and I didn't have any of the any of the cheeky Spencer's gifts, um, which is kind of like the local head shop. Uh, that would be inside malls. I didn't have any of those, but uh, I also had a uh, Benito Santiago uh, baseball player uh, poster. Uh, for me, it was Kathy Dennis and Gillian Anderson. Because I, right. I love redheads with green eyes. <laughs> and finally, any questions that you can think of now that you weren't able to ask Crumb last week? Um, no, no, I've, I've, I think, we, I think we've got them all and we're just simply waiting. Um, you know, he crumb did say that, you know, he'd be willing to come on again at a certain time or waiting for that time to occur. That's all I'm going to say on that. I can't exactly say anymore. Uh, but when that time occurs, we look to have crumb on. So you know, even if we did have questions, we'll ask them again. But the one question that will always be asked, Neil, you know that. Where's Hondo? You'll always ask that question. I won't. I don't care. I'm I'm not as invested in Hondo as you are. 
All right. Um, Hellenics put in a, a, a question that I don't understand how it's a question, but Mary J did uh, redeem some channel points and asked, with Executor coming to the game, should we expect a light side variant to the Executor? Or Executor. Uh, I, I think that's the, uh, I, I think that's, it's the obvious choice, yes. I, I do think it, I do think it is the obvious choice, yes. I think what it'll era be of light side? Not sure. They'll probably. I mean, this one is uh, obviously Empire with Bounty Hunter synergy. So I'm I'm thinking maybe um, Rebel with some other light side synergy. Along Who's those, that? something along those lines. Or what if the what if you know there were some light side rebels or light side bounty hunters, if you will. What if there was it, it depends. light they're side have, bounty hunter synergy? Out, they're going to have to bring out a lot more ships to make another GL ship, uh, you know, even remotely. Yeah. It's very true. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they need to do more. They need to bring us more ships. We need shiploads of content. <laughs> so, we yeah. do. All right. Well, that is going to uh, that is going to cut it for us. We are mm -hmm. at the top. Uh, we're at the bottom of the hour. We've uh, hit two hours with you guys. You know, we love to spend time with you guys. And if you are a Patreon, we'll definitely definitely see you in the after show. We are going to go raid Flair of Gaming Embers. Um, we're going to go raid him here in just a moment. He when, is when doing... you get when you get into his channel, go into his chat and say, "Nev says, stop doing what you're doing and play Swagger right now, nerd." <laughs> But uh, he's doing nanograms. He's doing pick to, uh, you, know, you remember Mario's Picross? They're also known as nanograms. I love them. Um, let's have some fun with, uh, with this. So, guys, thank you so much. Neil, anything else before we uh, cut it off for the night? No, no, we're good to go. See everybody in the off show. All right. With that being said, be nice to each other, damn it. We'll see you next week on the Escape Podcast where Army Hutchings will be our guest. Good night. Toodles, everyone. Neil, push the button. What's going on? Where the hell are we? Paris? Thank you for pressing the self-destruct button. Attention! This is Colonel Sanders in forward command. Abandon ship! Abandon ship! All personnel proceed to escape pods! Close down the circuits! This ship will self-destruct in exactly 10 seconds. Counting down. 10, 9, 8, 6. 6? What happened to 7? Just kidding. 3, 2, 1. Have a nice day. Thank you. Hello, friends. This is Thaddeus from Going Nerdy. The Escape Podcast was filmed in front of a live studio audience full of tweaked out murder bears. Sit, Boo Boo, sit. Good dog. <laughs>